everyone, it's Dina McKay, and I'm back with a brand new episode of Black Tech Unplugged, the podcast that allows Blacks in tech to share their authentic stories with you, the listener. On each episode, the guest talks about how they got into tech, their work in the industry, and lessons they've learned during their journey. You can find full show notes for this episode on blacktechunplugged.com. On this episode, I am joined by my good friend, Ty Crutcher, and we're going to be talking about all the latest tech news. We cover an update on OnlyFans. We talk about those new iPhones, the iPhone 13. And did you know that Netflix had a VR game that came out? Well, you're going to learn today. I hope you enjoy. And if you do, make sure to rate and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. Now, before I jump into the episode, I do have to just announce and celebrate that we are 50 episodes in. So that is exciting. I hope to bring you 50 more episodes. And because I'm on episode 50, I wanted to give some treats to my loyal listeners. So listen to the podcast all the way to the end and you'll get some surprises slash gifts slash discounts for some things. And I hope you like it. So let's jump into it. Let's get it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Black Tech Unplugged. I have a new special co-host, my friend Ty Crutcher. What's up, Ty? Hey, guys. How's it going? Excited to be here. Yes. And if you don't remember, Ty was on the episode with Dina and friends, so with the Fab Five. So he has been on before. But Ty, for people who might not know who you are, tell them a little bit of background about yourself, including what your career is and how you're involved in tech. Absolutely. So I've been, I would say, working in tech for probably nearly 10 years. Uh, I'm currently a consultant, well, principal consultant um, in product. I work in product and I'm a part of Ken and Carta, uh, which is a digital transformation agency. But yeah, I've been working mainly in product within healthcare. So that's typically where I've like my focus has been, I've done some things in insurance. I've done some things with hospitals, um, but uh, creating products that you know, sort of transform the healthcare space. I'm looking to continue to do that and just excited to be here. Yes, and excited to have you. And Ty was recently promoted. So congratulations on that. Thank you. I'm excited about that too. I was promoted on vacation, which that's is, like the perfect time though. Yeah, no, like it was the best thing ever. I'm like, oh, now I have two reasons to celebrate. I mean, vacation is <laughs> enough to celebrate by itself, but to be promoted is even, you know, even better, even better. My credit card company is going to ask a few questions, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> But it's all worth it. And see, with your promotion, you can pay for all that. So you're covered. You're covered. Listen, that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping. That's the fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ty, let's jump into some tech topics. So on my previous episode where I had Africa as a co-host, we talked about OnlyFans. So not mm. sure if everyone heard the previous story or if you even heard the story. So brief overview. So OnlyFans is an online subscription platform, and they were known for their adult content. And they were saying that they were going to get rid of the adult content, which I mean, how are you going to get rid of the the content that made you the most money? But I digress. Yes. <laughs> so after they said they were going to get rid of the adult content, I think maybe a day after Africa and my episode release, it was revealed that they reversed the ban on posting the sexual explicit content. So they are going back to their roots, which they should have stayed with in the first place. And they are allowing the sexual content to stay on their site. But I think at this point, a lot of people who are using OnlyFans are over it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I mean, you you really and truly are looking for, especially people who 
were uh, content creators for that for that platform. I mean, you're looking for a safe space to share your talents or whatever it is that you're doing. And like you wake up one day and this company is like, oh, all of a sudden we're like pulling the rug from underneath you. And you're like, what do I do now? And, you know, a lot of people, especially during the pandemic, were relying on that, you know, for, for like livelihood. So it's it's crazy that they turn around and now they're like, oh, we're, we're, we're reversing the ban. I'm like, you should have never put the ban in place. But I do know that a lot of the content creators were saying that they wanted to sort of, it kind of pushed them to move to their own platforms. Don't know how successful that will be, but I, I just hate that they don't have a safe space to do, you know, their work. I mean, I think they had somewhere around 130 million users. Like, do you really think that people came to OnlyFans for some other reason. Like it, people knew that there was sexually explicit <laughs> content on there. You know, 130 million people were tuning in. They were not on there to watch people make clay pots or something. Like, come on. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> like, don't knock the boring people. There are people who are probably making bread on there that people were watching. True. That's true. <laughs> it's just the majority of people were not coming for the content. Exactly. You know, and I, I also found like I knew a few people who um, it's actually a real life example. I knew a guy who was like a botanist and he would do things with flowers. Now, he was also a nudist. So oh. this was a safe space for him to sort of, you know, plant some flowers in the nude and, you know, and, and things be OK. And it's like, you know, I don't think there. And, and to be honest, there's nothing even sexual about that. But of course, that van, you know, impacted him as well. So I, I just I don't know. I don't know what OnlyFans was thinking. I'm like, well, if you pulled the sexual explicit content from your platform, get ready to lose like that 130 million users are going to like decrease greatly. I, I don't know what they were thinking, though. Yes. And and we said on the episode, <laughs> surprisingly, Tyga was one of the users that had like the mm-hmm. most views and such. And I know he was creating his own platform. So I wonder if that's going to take off or if people are going to stay with OnlyFans. But I guess only time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, the difficult part about sort of creating your own platform sometimes it's like the marketing behind it right like you you have to sort of drum up the support now Tyga may be able to do that but some of those other people who are sort of smaller or you know who don't have sort of that fame behind their name you know I feel bad for those individuals because they probably won't I mean they, they could post things on Instagram and Twitter and try to get people to look at it but you know there was such a convenience in like OnlyFans for people to be able to go to this one platform and how people feel about it I don't know but it sort of became socially like acceptable to sort of talk about um, this, like the sexual explicit content or saying, you know, it was okay mm. for you to be like, hey, I, I check it out. You know, I know there were other platforms where people look at things and no one really mentioned it. So it was sort of done in the dark. This gave a safe space, you know, for people to sort of talk about it. Um, like I said, sort of just in the open. And I, again, I just hate that they tried to do the band and now they're reversing it. I'm like, guys, make up your mind. Like, you should continue to support like the content, know who your users are and like, you know, let people flourish. Like, let's let's not pull this from them. I, I, I hate that they're trying to do that. And now I think the other part about that is a lot of the people who created content to go on OnlyFans are now sort of like nervous because they're like, well, at any moment they can do it again. You know, so right, it's, right. It's like, what do we do? What do we do? Yeah, I definitely would be nervous, but that could go with any social media platform, to be honest, like Instagram could leave tomorrow. Do you have your pictures? I mean, most people probably do, but (laughs) I mean, what other platform would you use if social media, any social site ended tomorrow? So it's like something that we all should keep in mind, but definitely if I was on OnlyFans and I was one of the people who posted that type of content, I would be nervous and looking for my out, like my plan B. So 
I definitely yeah. understand their sentiments there. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully someone creates something else. You know, I, 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 this is definitely the age of where people are sort of creating their own avenues when other ways are blocked. So, uh, you know, something positive, something bigger and better may come out of this. We just, we'll wait and see, but <laughs> yes, we will wait and see. And speaking of waiting and see, you know, Apple finally had to stop waiting and finally released a new phone, the iPhone 13. Now with this new release, there's different levels of the iPhone 13 because you know they can't just release one phone. So you have the iPhone 13 mini, the iPhone 13 itself, iPhone 13 Pro, and then the Pro Max. Now what I will say about the iPhone 13 is that there are some significant upgrades. I mean, because we know the last iPhone didn't have that much. First off, there's the new camera, which we all needed because Apple was getting a little Android-ish with the camera. So (laughs) glad to see that. It's bigger battery, more storage, and a brighter screen. And so while these are all great if you're into that kind of thing, are you running out to get the new iPhone? I am not. And here's the funny thing about that. Like (laughs) I typically run and get every single iPhone that comes out. Like I- This is true. Myself, you know. And- uh, After the last one, though, I, I I honestly asked myself, I said, Ty, like, what exactly are you using this phone for? Like, and, mm. and I honestly feel like with my current phone, I have the um, 12 Pro Max. I, I'm like, I don't know if I've fully used this phone to its like full capability. So I told myself to pause. Now, here's the thing, because Apple does a really good job of marketing to people and making you feel like you're missing out. So I could see me like walking past the, the Apple store and there'd be a line. And then I convinced myself for some odd reason that I need to buy the new phone. And I, although I know I don't, like I really need to stop. Like, but but I told myself, I honestly made a decision. I said, I will not upgrade my phone. I'll wait for another year. So we'll see. <laughs> I mean, at least you say wait for another year because I'm really on the, I'm going to wait till my phone don't work anymore before I get a new phone because... <laughs> I mean, these new iPhones are great, wonderful, like whatever, if that's what you choose. I'm not knocking anybody who goes out and goes and gets the new phone because, okay, that's good for you. However, I just need something to store like my pictures. And then I I need apps. I'll be honest. I use a lot of apps. And then as long as it can dial and text, for the most part, text, please don't call me. (laughs) I mean, that's all I need the phone for. Like, I don't need all these extra features, I don't think, anymore. I I, No, I honestly think that, like, I feel the same way. And I think, you know, there was a time to keep up with everything, but I I just don't feel the need to do that. And, you know, now you can, I mean, they have the update. So they have the um, iOS 15 update. So, you know, like, you can do some updates to your current phone. But, like, I don't feel the need. I don't know. And then now phones are so expensive, too. Like, Mm. you're dropping a lot of money on a phone that, like you said, technically does the same thing that the older version does. But, you know, again, it's it's always nice to have the new shiny thing. So I think, you know, people are definitely going to run out and buy it. Um, I'm trying my best to resist going to purchase it. But who knows? You know me. Who knows? <laughs> yes, I can see you at the Apple store tomorrow going to buy <laughs> it. But, you know, you said one thing that I want to comment on, that getting these phones, you have to drop a lot out of pocket. But, you know, if you're with a certain carrier you can pay monthly. So I think that's half of the appeal too, is like being able to pay monthly and you don't really see that large amount come out of your bank account. Yeah, no, that that's, that's actually really true. And it was, you know, the funny thing is that like the last time, like before I got the iPhone 12, I, I did also hold onto my last phone, 
for a while. And I remember seeing the payment for the phone, like drop off, like it was gone. My bill dropped so much. I was like, wait, is this what people normally pay who keep (laughs) mobile phones? It was enough to make me pause for like a second and be like, maybe I should keep mine. And then automatically I was like, nope, I've been paying it. It's okay. Let's just throw it back in there. But yeah, that's a good point. They do spread it out to make it a little bit easier. But do you, I don't know, do you realize that like, the more they start to do that, like the more expensive the phone gets, like I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's starting to become like a car payment for a phone. And it does, you know, it does a lot. I'm not knocking it, but it, they are, I mean, they're just getting more expensive. I, I don't know. Right. Like if for the iPhone 13, if you get a 128 gigabyte, that's like $800 US. Mm-hmm. If you get 256 gigabytes, it's $899. That is a bill. That's I don't want that. Yeah. I mean, I don't want an additional bill. And then let's say you take the route of paying monthly. I mean, yeah, that's a short amount, maybe like $40, $50, depending on your carrier. But is it worth it? Because then you got to pay that for like 16 months. No. No, it's it's definitely something to consider. And don't don't forget that you have to go and buy like the charger. You need the, oh, uh, the there's right. so many other things that come along with it that you spend so much money and it's like, oh, like I don't know. So I'm I'm definitely doing inventory on all of my Apple products because I do have a lot. And I'm like, what needs to be upgraded? What needs to be updated right now? The phone, unfortunately, is not at the top of the list. I need to replace my AirPods, but like it's so much. It's so much happening. You know, but But you know what? I I completely forgot about the charger part. Like you have to buy the charger separate now. Yeah, that doesn't even come with this seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars. Like no, No. I don't need that. But you know what? I do think is I think is slick. iOS fifteen. That upgrade is worth it to me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, some of the features that are included is just the the, um, FaceTime call. So yes, our Android friends can now join us on FaceTime. I know some people are upset about that, but I mean, for the Android (laughs) users, for the Android users, yeah. Well, they'll still be the green bubbles, but you know, I can't help that. (laughs) Um, But upgrades to Maps, which I don't think Maps was horrible, but you know, it's still helpful. And then some upgrades to messages, like how to stay connected. And that's, I think that's worth it to me rather than getting a new phone. Oh, no, absolutely. And there's also like that focus feature. Did you hear about that? Like the, um, so you can now set your, like you can put your phone in like work focus so that you will like, it'll the notification, certain notifications won't be sent to you during the work hour, or you could do like date focus, meaning that like you're on a date or something, they won't, you won't get certain, certain notifications. I was reading through about it. Um, I'm not like I'm always trying to find something to help me focus because like I my mind's like everywhere. Um, so I'm very, very, very curious to see how this feature works and like how good it is. But um, that was one of the big ones. And then the other thing that I saw um, was the Apple Wallet. Like they're now mm-hmm. making it where you add your state ID if your state participates, which fortunately Georgia does. But I'm, I'm curious to see those two, like those things sort of build out. And I'm excited about the wallet piece because I'm trying to like minimize the amount of things I carry with me when I go out. So this, this should be exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to those two features specifically on top of the FaceTime piece. Like I'm really happy about the group thing and how they're yeah. going to also do the voice options as well. And I definitely agree about the focus for the day. I think that any of us can agree that you get 500 alerts during the day. And also, like you mentioned on date night, you could use the less distraction of focus on being with somebody else. But I also like that the new look for notifications. So 
Just like sometimes they're adding a contact photo for the people that are in your address book or making a summary of the actual notifications instead of having you go one by one or look through them through like smaller groups. I like that that feature is there because sometimes I just have too many notifications. So I end up deleting most of them and hoping for the best. Me all the time. (laughs) And my favorite, favorite feature is the notes. So you can like organize and collaborate in your notes now. I use notes for everything because I can't remember everything. So I got to write it down. And so having that feature of like being able to add tags and the activity view on notes, definitely helpful because otherwise I won't have my grocery list. I won't know what I'm thinking about when I'm randomly out. So definitely love the iOS update, but y'all can keep that iPhone 13. Exactly. Same page. All right. So switching gears a little bit, I want to talk about something that I don't think many people know, but we'll see. So Netflix released a free VR game. It's called Eden Unearth, and it's on their app lab for Oculus Quest. And I don't know about you, but I had no idea that Netflix was even looking to get into the VR game. Absolutely no clue. I mean, I think it's genius for them to get into the gaming industry. I mean, you can stream films and I mean, people are obsessed with, you know, Netflix, of course. But like, this is a great avenue for them. I mean, I'm not the biggest gamer. I do not own an Oculus device, but now I do want to go purchase one just to try this game out. I, I think this is awesome. Like, I, I'm not, I don't follow anime either, but Eden... I was reading the article about it and I'm just sort of blown away. Like, I'm like, oh, you can actually play this game. It's continuous. I was trying to figure out, it seems like you're like in a, like a motorcycle or something and you're like riding around and like you can go and stop and get information and I guess pick apples. I don't know. But I'm like, this is, this is actually pretty genius. If they continue to expand the gaming options and different games on Netflix, I mean, why not? I don't know. I think it's an amazing idea. I'm I'm looking forward to trying it out. I have to get an Oculus device now. Maybe Dana, maybe we can both get Oculus devices and we got to communicate using that. That'd be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? So with this game, like you mentioned, you're riding on this like motorbike but Mm -hmm. you're in a world without humans. So everything is organized solely by robots. And then you're on this motorbike and you're riding around and you're seeing this vast landscape and you use those apples as fuel and you're avoiding obstacles and all this stuff. It sounds very much like what is the game that everyone was playing during the pandemic? Like when the pandemic first started, was it Animal Animal Crossing? Animal Crossing. Yes. It sounds very (laughs) similar to that, but you're not building your forest or whatever you build on there. And Animal Crossing is also, you can get that easier because you don't need Oculus. But this sounds like a great escape from reality. If they had released this when the pandemic first started, I think everyone would have went out and bought the Oculus and would have been playing this at home. No, seriously. Like it would have been, I mean, we couldn't go outside. So this would have been our our excursion outside, you know, like I would have definitely gotten the device. I think the, the pandemic forced me to sort of look into games that I typically wouldn't have done in the past. So like you said, that farming game, although I didn't play it as much, everyone around me did. I also bought one of those uh, Switch, the Switch, which is for like oh, Nintendo. Yeah. I ended up mm-hmm. getting that for like myself. I'm going to get my nephew one. So it's just like, I'm I'm interested in this. I would love to try this out. And, and I honestly, I said, I want to see where they go next. I mean, I can see the game's only getting better at this point. But I wonder why they're keeping it so quiet. Maybe it's an experiment to see, you know, for people who do have Oculus, see if they'll actually use it. But I'm like, why keep it quiet? 
Like make it a yeah. thing. It should have yeah. been like a big thing because yeah. virtual reality is kind of where we're going in the future. Yeah. I, I wonder if it was just, you know, sort of like this soft launch or like this test, you know, sort of do this like beta test for like to see how people would respond. I mean, I like like you said, I had I didn't know anything about it. I mean, I I I you would think there would have been like a little blurb as you like lock into Netflix saying, hey, try this out. There was nothing about it. Um I'm curious too though. I would love to know why, you know. Why, why not put a lot of attention on it? Maybe they're saving it for, you know, for a bigger release next year. I know that they did do this in another country and I, I, I it escapes me where, but um, I think they had tried out a little bit there. But yeah, again, I don't know why they didn't sort of make a, a big announcement about it. That's that's, you know. That's interesting. And maybe they're waiting until they have more games or something of that nature to kind of, you know, to send out a bigger like notification. But I'm curious, too. Like, I would love to know, like, Netflix, what are you guys doing over there? What what are the secret things are that we don't know about? Also, <laughs> you know, like, what else are you guys experimenting on over there? Uh, it'd be nice to know, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, Ty, I do have to take us to the darker side of tech. Not too dark, though, just the average dark. You know how it is. Oh, okay. So I'm not sure if you heard about Amazon and their AI cameras for their drivers and how they're punishing drivers for mistakes that they didn't make. Horrible. Yes. I am so mad at Amazon for this. Like, wow. I, I, I honestly, and you know, it's funny because where I'm at in Georgia, like there's a distribution center nearby. So I typically, there's certain times of the day, like if I go and grab like a coffee, I can see maybe somewhere around like 50 Amazon trucks, like leaving the site. Mm-hmm. And when I heard about this, I'm like, literally like my mind is blown. I was like, I cannot believe that they've imposed these cameras that are like, basically taking i mean honestly it's setting these people up where they're not getting their bonuses it's did you i don't i don't know if you heard about the voice on the camera like it's very dark and they're like it's like you know slow down or you made a wrong <laughs> i'm like what in the world is going on like i totally understand the need to put or 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 even the importance behind putting technology in place to create a safe driving experience, right? Like, and I right. think that it's important that if you, you know, if you if you do put cameras on the car so that the drivers can have a little bit more safety and can see around them, maybe even if it is providing data back, like Amazon could take that information and start to create some safer things or, or redo their vehicles. But to, you know, yell at the jo- drivers when they're, if, <laughs> not even when they're making mistakes, but when they're driving like correctly and someone else jumps in front of you, you know, is one thing. But then to also like, basically punish them by like remove or, or um, coming after their bonuses. I just could not believe, I was like, wow, like really, you know, it, it sounds almost like they had set this up just so that they can, you know, keep more money in their pocket, which is very disappointing because Amazon's a big company, but. And they already yeah. have enough money. They have all the money. Right. <laughs> all like, of my money. <laughs> right. I'm, you already probably don't pay drivers like top notch. And it was simple things that they're getting reprimanded for, like fiddling with the radio yeah. or looking in a side mirror. Are you supposed to just drive straight and not care about the people behind you? I don't understand why I that was. It. it makes no sense. And what really made me upset about it is you're reading about this and the drivers who did try to contest some of this yeah. feedback, they never, not one person has won, and you, which is crazy to me. That's horrible. And I, and I think that to me just proves like, you know, 
I know that they were saying that this was, I guess, supposed to be innovation and to keep drivers safe, but right. it, it completely feels like it's punishment. It's, it seems like it's a little bit of a big brother or something to sort of oversee you. And, you know, if anytime we build products, right, like you, we know that there are times where things are wrong and we have to go back and adjust them. But, you know, like you said, there were people who complained and basically they were like, we don't care. You will not get your bonus and move on. And I, I just... I don't know. I, I I honestly think that it drives the morale down for drivers. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, I'm in Atlanta, so the traffic is ridiculous. Right. Having to deal with drivers in this city, you know, is enough. But to now have my camera yelling at me and to have my bonus <laughs> potentially docked because I'm driving correctly or because I just start, you know, decide to turn on the radio. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I, I just cannot believe this is what's happening, you know? Right. But let me say that these drivers aren't going down without a fight. Now, some of the drivers, because of that surveillance, they start placing stickers over the cameras to avoid camera from recording footage of them. Others have decided to wear sunglasses. And by doing that, that circumvents the camera's distracted driving monitor, because obviously when you're wearing sunglasses, it can't tell that you're looking out that side mirror. So these drivers aren't going down without a fight. But the fact that you have to come into work and put in that much effort just to get paid your full amount plus your bonus, and you're probably already going above and beyond, is absolutely ludicrous. It's ludicrous. It's it's ridiculous. Like, you know, it like I want to deliver my packages in peace. Like, can I just right. deliver my packages in peace? Why do I need to have all of this? I I mean, like, I totally get the need for technology that, like I said, to help with the safe driving experience, but it's not, it shouldn't be there to fight against the worker. And I just I, I, just, I don't know. I think that that's horrible. I, I don't know if Amazon will revisit this and sort of look at it from a different way. You know, I understand that sometimes when, you know, if you're not at the top of the chain, you know, your ability to influence change things or to make decisions can be a little hard. But hopefully if enough of them get together, they can sort of implement or, you know, continue to wear sunglasses and get stickers and find <laughs> ways around it, you know, right. <laughs> and so, it's going to, you're going to have to change, you know, something, but I just, I don't know. I, I, I was blown away. You know what it reminds me of a little bit. Hmm. Um, I was thinking about this, the minute, the minute I heard about it, I thought about how, you know, and I know this is in Chicago a lot when they had those red light cameras and traffic yes. cameras of like, it feels like it's just there to set you up. Like you're set up for failure from the beginning just to mm-hmm. get money out of you. And so this feels like something to keep Amazon from having to pay out bonuses. And I just, I'm like, that defeats the purpose. Like, let's just not do that. Like, come on. But so everyone, when you have an Amazon driver come to your door, please be nice because they're going through a lot right now. <laughs> and if they kick your package <laughs> on the way to the door, now you know why, but hopefully they are still doing their job and they're being successful. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. No, you know, I, I, agree with you. Now I look at them differently because I will tell you when they were on the road, I used to be like, get out of the way. But now I'm like, no, guys, you take your time. I will not cut you off. I do not want your camera yelling at you, telling you to maintain a safe distance. Like, no. Right. Be like Amazon drivers, we salute you. We support you. If you need a sticker, I could get you a Black Tech Unplugged sticker to put over your camera. Just saying. Perfect. Perfect. So, Ty, we've covered quite a few stories today, but you know I love to end these episodes with a final question. So, today's final question is, name a website that's better than LinkedIn when looking for jobs. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, So, a great question. I know that I do use LinkedIn a lot, but definitely I always 
like encourage people who are looking for jobs to go to LinkedIn. But you know, another good one is Glassdoor. Mm. Um, I know people typically look at them for ratings um, and sometimes to look at the pay scale or pay pay range, but like jobs are on there. And, I, and to me, it's sort of like a one-stop shop because I'm able to see, okay, I see, you know, what jobs are available, but then I'm also able to go and look at reviews of people who had that particular job. And I am a review freak. So I will go through all the reviews and I don't only look at the reviews. I mean, I look at bad and uh, both the good and the bad, but I also like to see the company's response because that tells me a lot about like the company as well. So they have an amazing section on there where you can go and look for open, you know, jobs that are open. It may tell you a little bit about why the job is opening because the reviews may reflect that, but it's a great website to look at if you're looking for jobs. So don't forget about Glassdoor. Like they're more than just the reviews and the pay range. They do have a section on there for you to check out and uh, look for jobs. It's great. Oh, that's a good one. I'm not sure I have an answer. I know that I've seen or heard people use like Robert Half. I haven't personally used them or, mm. you know, can speak to that experience. But mm-hmm. I know that some people have. Now I'm going to do a throwback. Remember back in the day when people would use like Career Builder or like Indeed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, wait, is, is, I hate to ask this. Is Career Builder, is Indeed, are they still around? Now I know Indeed is still around. Okay. I don't know about Career Builder. I'm going to hope for the best and say, yes, they're still around. But I don't know. You know, they were like pioneers in this. So like, right. (laughs) It was Career Builder and Monster were like the two. Monster, that's the one I'm thinking about as well. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Wow. You took me back on that one. Okay. I know. I feel like, ooh, that was a throwback. Yeah. Yes, those used to be like the two main sites that everyone used to use. But I don't I, those I don't know if they exist anymore. If anyone does say, have experience using any of those sites, let us know. But I think for me, my when it comes to a job search, I don't really use sites. I use my connections and hope someone refers me in. Yeah. You know what's also a great tool is Twitter. If you yeah. just like go on there and search under certain hashtags, you're usually led in the right direction to like different people who are looking for jobs oh, or yeah. have openings. So those that's usually what I use. But that's a good question. And maybe somebody should think of creating a new career website with all the listings of open jobs because it sounds like it's needed. Yeah. You know, you, people automatically think through or think about LinkedIn. But, you know, I mean, and to your point, I, I, I'm also someone who would, you know, connect with people and see just so that you get that extra push in the door. But yeah, maybe there's time to have a little competition with LinkedIn. If everybody's going to one site, you know, it, it sort of makes you think like, well, is there another place that's not getting as many hits? Maybe they have the better jobs. I don't know. But like, yeah, I think that would be nice to find some other site or like maybe Monster or Career Builder. Hey, guys, come back. Like, <laughs> If if you're not already out there, but you're needed still, you know, you know, get, get innovative and find ways to sort of, you know, Hey, there may be some Amazon drivers that are looking. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. But well, I mean, like, no, they might, they may be, they may be looking for some type of jobs. You know, I mean, who knows, who knows, but I I definitely would, would challenge them to come back to the, you know, come back and, and people are always looking for jobs. So there's, there's plenty of room out there for, for job sites. So. Yeah, but Glassdoor is definitely one. Like I said, I, I go to, it's just, it it has everything that I'd like to look at. Of course, I'm sure it has the exact same jobs that are listed out for some of those that are listed in link, LinkedIn and um, I guess like Indeed since they're still around, but it's definitely a good place to go and get some information. So I, yes. I, I rely on them a lot. Yes. And you know what? I was thinking after I said there were 
I couldn't think of a site. So actually I do have a couple different resources. So if you go to diversifytech.co, like .co, that site gives career resources and also has job listings. And then there is another site. It is Black Tech Pipeline. And so that website connects technologists to great companies. So different companies on blacktechpipeline.com also helpful. So I guess I do know some websites, but when you think about LinkedIn, I don't know. I think right now has a unique business model. So they do. it just feels different. Yeah. It's, it's almost like you have to have a LinkedIn, no matter where you go, you have to have, it. you know, it, they set their, they set themselves up for success by doing that. And, you know, it's, it's just the go-to platform now, but I, I do, I'm like, I'm loving some of the options that you just mentioned. And, you know, I, I, I would prefer to probably go through some of those more boutique style type um, links, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, Ty. So thank you for joining us for this episode today. Appreciate your insights and hope to have you back for another episode soon. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Black Tech Unplugged. I'm Dina McKay, and you can find the podcast on all social media sites under Black Tech Unplugged. And if you haven't already, please go subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to this episode. If you have a few extra minutes and are listening via Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave a written review too. It would help me out a lot and help other people find the podcast. As for those treats I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, First Treat is a emerging tech newsletter that you can get to your inbox. So Emerging Tech Brew is a newsletter that comes out every, I think it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you can get the latest tech news into your inbox. I have a referral code that is in the show notes, so make sure to use that. If you want to start keeping up with some of the lesser known tech, as well as some of the big news tech stories. And the second tree is a discount code to Hustle Crew. So if you're not familiar with Hustle Crew, it is an organization that gives you practical skills and connections to accelerate your career. And just for you, I have a discount code. So if you want to use this for a monthly or yearly membership, you can use Dina, D-E-E-N-A 10 at checkout and you will get 10% off your membership. So hope you enjoy those treats. Again, all this information can be found in the show notes. Hope you appreciate it. And well, that's all from me. Until next time.